Welcome to Leading and Learning. My name is David Spill, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical leadership, team building, theology, and how to create winning habits. I'll also provide occasional updates about what my wife Annie and I are doing in Brazil. I was a police officer near Atlanta, Georgia, and retired as a lieutenant after almost 30 years of service. I've also been involved in pastoral ministry and leadership development for over 30 years. Now, Annie and I are training leaders and helping plant churches throughout Brazil. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Just leave your question or your comment at davidspill.com in the comments section for today's episode. Now, today I'm going to be providing a Brazil update. I'm going to give you a synopsis about what Annie and I are actually doing in Brazil, how we got here, and a little bit of our journey. And the way that I, I thought we would do that is I'm going to share some of the questions and comments that have come in, and, and I'm going to answer those. And as we discuss them, I believe it'll give you a framework so you'll have a pretty good idea of what we're actually doing here and what our mission is. And the first question that, that we're going to talk about is a, is a good one. And, and it's this, isn't going from being a police officer, going from being a cop to becoming a missionary, a pretty extreme job change? And I would have to say, in most cases, yes, it is. I had a, a very exciting, very fast-paced career with the police department. And, and if you're interested in, in reading more about that, I've written two books, Street Cop and then Street Cop 2 Reloaded. Uh, those are both available on my website uh, on the resources page. And uh, those are all true stories of, of my career in law enforcement. But while I think it is an extreme change from, from being a police officer to becoming a missionary, um, for us it wasn't that extreme. Uh, for somebody else it might be, for us it wasn't. Annie and I were missionaries in the early 80s. We spent almost a year in Ghana, West Africa after we got married. Uh, I spent a, a, a few weeks in uh, Honduras, Central America, when I was a teenager on a mission trip. And then after I became a police officer, there were opportunities through our church to, to go on a number of short-term mission trips. And so I, I saved up my vacation, and, and during my career I went on maybe 12 or 15 uh, missionary trips to different places in the world, back to Ghana, West Africa, uh, trips to India, Romania and Eastern Europe, uh, back to Central America, um, Mexico. And so, so there were some great opportunities. So our heart has always been for the nations and to, to share the gospel. And, and so when, when I had the opportunity to retire at the end of 2011, we both felt that there might be an opportunity for us to serve the Lord somewhere. And the, the door for Brazil opened and, and here we came. And that kind of leads to the, to the second question, which we often get, is why did you choose Brazil? A lot of countries in the world, why Brazil? And if you didn't know, they don't speak English here. So why would you go to a country where they speak a foreign language and, and choose to live there? And, and quite simply, it was because God opened the door and this is where we felt like we were supposed to be. Um, I, I was part of our church's uh, initial trip here in 2010 where, where I came with our pastors looking for, for opportunities to serve pastors here. Uh, we're part of a, a group of churches called C3 Global, and uh, the church that we were a part of in, in, in Georgia, C3 Atlanta, um, 
we were looking for ways that we could would help pastors. C3 is a, a church movement that started in Sydney, Australia in 1980. And I know when, when we talk about church movements coming out of Australia, people immediately think of hill songs or, or uh, they think of, of Planet Shakers. And, uh, and, and our leaders are actually quite good friends with Planet Shakers and with, with the Houstons at Hillsong. And, uh, you know, excellent, excellent movements of, of churches in themselves. But, uh, you know, we've got about 320, 350 churches worldwide. But when we looked at the map, there really wasn't a whole lot going on in South America. There was one C3 church uh, in a small town of, of Santos outside of Sao Paulo. And, um, you know, so we saw a lot of opportunities here to come and plant churches. And, and we really believe that, that by planting a good, healthy uh, local church in a community, that's the best way to reach that community. Um, we don't have anything against other kinds of ministries. We, 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 we love them all. But we believe that the local church is still God's tool for reaching the world. And so when we can go and plant a church in a community that can reach and have an impact in that community, we really feel like that's a, a powerful way to, uh, to help fulfill the Great Commission. So the, the reason we ended up in Brazil was we saw the opportunity and there was a second church in Brazil that was wanting to join with C3 in the city of Curitiba, which is where we live now. And they were wanting to connect with C3, but they were also uh, led by some incredible pastors, still are, Pastors Ronald and Chris Berg. And uh, Pastor Ronald has this huge vision, and um, we wanted to come be a part of that. And so, so part of what we were doing is, is helping him kind of in the early stages of his church and, and get things established, but also um, looking for opportunities to plant churches throughout the country. So the, the third question that we get, and it's come in, and it's, it's this, what are you guys actually doing in Brazil? Well, first of all, Annie and I are on staff at C3 Curitiba. We're pastors on staff. We have a number of responsibilities. Um, we do a lot of different things, you know, that you can imagine in a local church. Part of these is, is part of these responsibilities include leading a small group. Um, I'm the treasurer for the church, so I make sure all the bills get paid. Uh, we help plan the services. Uh, we do leadership development. I teach classes throughout the year. Uh, I'm on the preaching roster, which means I preach at least once a month. Um, I help Pastor Ronald plan the year out as far as what we're going to be talking about. So, so that's what we're doing here. But also, we have the responsibility of looking uh, at planting churches in other parts of the country. Um, we, we help our church up in Santos, which I, we mentioned earlier. Uh, Annie and I drive up there every few months and spend time with the pastors there. We uh, participate in training for their team, uh, helping them develop their leaders. There's also going to be a church plant coming out of them next month, and we'll be very close uh, with that process, helping train the leaders, helping the pastors. We're there for encouragement, moral support, and uh, to just help them as they, they get started is with this church plant. Our, our job is to come alongside pastors and to help them in any way we can to serve these guys. Another question that we often get is, how long do you see yourself living in South America? And that's a great question. When we came down here in 2012, we committed to five years. But we also understand that this is a, a big job, 
And it may take longer than that. So we really don't know. We're kind of taking it year by year. Um, Pastor Ronald has a vision for 100 C3 churches in Brazil. Um, we're currently working with uh, uh, some folks in Santiago, Chile. Uh, we hope to have a C3 church there within another year or so. Um, we would love to start uh, to see C3 churches popping up all over South America. So, so for us, we're looking for connections. We're looking to help the pastors. Um, we've also got other churches that we're starting to connect with that maybe want to join with us. And again, this provides us with an opportunity to come alongside these pastors of small churches to provide encouragement, to provide training, and to help them in any way that we can. And then another question that we often get is, uh, is how is your Portuguese? Well, Portuguese is a tough language. I heard a good friend of mine who'd been down here on a mission trip uh, before we came down. He, uh, he described it in his best southern drawl as he said, Portuguese sounds like a drunk Frenchman trying to speak Italian. And I'd have to agree with him. It's a, it's a tough language to learn. But my wife is amazing. Her Portuguese is very, very good. She's become very conversational. Uh, mine is a bit more labored. Uh, I can stumble through some sentences and some phrases, and I can get through my day without any trouble. Um, of course, I do all the church's banking in Portuguese, but thank God for Google Translate. Google Translate has become a very, very close friend of mine. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're learning Portuguese, but we're very, very fortunate because here in Curitiba, uh, many, many people do speak English, and um, they want to practice. And so it, it makes it much easier for us here than in some other cities where there might not be as many English speakers. And C3 is an international movement, and Pastor Ronald um, really wants to, to keep the international flavor of C3. So um, even though he wants me to work on my Portuguese, and I am, there's, there's also this understanding that we do want to... Um, help people. If they want to develop their English, we want to help them develop it because Portuguese is a, 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 a very minor language when you look at the scope the, the rest of the world. There's only a few countries in the world that speak it. And so lang uh, English is the, the, the language of business and uh, we want to um, take advantage of that, but we also understand that we do have to keep working and, and developing our Portuguese if we're going to be effective. So, those are just a few questions that, uh, that have come in. If you have any thoughts or, or anything that you would like us to talk about as far as Brazil or anything else that we've talked about on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Again, go to davidspell.com, leave me your question or your comment in the comments section for today's post, and I'll make sure that it gets answered. While you're there, while you're at davidspell.com, make sure that you sign up to get my free newsletter. I publish three posts a week, and subscribing will ensure that you don't miss a single issue. And also, can I just ask one small favor? Would you take just a moment and go to iTunes and give Leading and Learning a review? Good reviews help us get our content to a larger audience. So until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.